From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg delivered a big spending budget last night. Can you tell us how well it's been received and whether the sweeteners in it will be enough to turn the polls around before the May election, in your view? Those are very difficult questions, Amanda. I think it'll be a few days before we know how well it uh, is received when we get the general opinion polls. But I do think that there's been some early scepticism. It has been seen by some of the public as too much a, a bribe budget. So if that turns out to be the more general view, the government's got the problem that people take the money, take the benefits, the lower petrol price and so on, and still vote against the government. That is quite a big risk for the government, I think. Whether it swings enough voters, well, that's obviously related to how cynical people are about it. It might swing some, but remember that the government at the moment is well behind in the polls. However, if it did close the gap a bit, then that does have an effect on morale and atmospherics. Okay, and the Labor opposition has labelled this budget as as a cynical cash splash to buy votes ahead of the election, which is obviously not a surprising reaction. But how much is now riding on Anthony Albanese's budget reply speech tomorrow night? Well, just on the Labor reaction, while that might be an accurate description indeed of the budget, of course Labor is accepting the handouts and not opposing them, letting them through or or saying that they wouldn't engage government to try to change anything. So, of course, there is cynicism on both sides, which is not surprising so close to the election. I think that the Albanese speech will be important. It'll be overshadowed somewhat by the Ukrainian president, who's addressing the federal parliament shortly before Anthony Albanese does, and and that will, of course, be a, a big event. But Albanese will produce some policy announcements, so there'll be a lot of uh, attention over the following days on that. And the way he presents and and the tone and, and force of his speech, of course, will be judged, will be assessed very soon after all this. Of course, we're going to get the election date. It's not quite clear whether Scott Morrison will go just a couple of days after Parliament gets up at the end of the week. But if not a couple of days, then I think just within a number of days. So it's very close now to the election announcement. Okay, and while all the all the budget events were happening last night, Liberal Senator Conchetta Fiovanti Wells launched a scathing attack on the Prime Minister in Parliament last night. She described him as a bully with no moral compass. Now there's been a lot of focus on internal division in the Labour Party recently in the wake of Senator Kimberly Kitching's sudden death. But the Liberal Party is not an entirely harmonious outfit either, is it? Well, it's not. The senator has been very critical of uh, Scott Morrison over the years, certainly privately, right back indeed to his pre-selection, and she has been uh, critical of uh, other former prime ministers. But nevertheless, it was, as you say, a very scathing attack. The day before, she identified with the uh, criticisms that Kimberley Kitching reportedly made 
of uh, her colleagues and uh, Theravadi Wells said that both of them, in essence, were victims of, of factional intrigue. And uh, today, Pauline Hanson has uh, weighed into this and supported Theravanti uh, Wells and said she's found the Prime Minister a bully also. So uh, there's a lot of uh, allegations have been flung around in in the uh, recent weeks, starting with the uh, in the wake of the death of uh, Senator Kitching. And uh, as you say now, the flowed into the Liberal Party. The trigger for Senator Ferravanti Wells's comments was that um, at the weekend she was defeated for a winnable place on the Liberal New South Wales Senate ticket. It was a mass vote of the New South Wales Party, so in one sense she doesn't really have a a lot of reason to complain, but there was a lot of uh, manoeuvring and and, uh, factional manoeuvring beforehand. Right, and after all that, do we have any more of a sense of when this election might actually be called? And more importantly, what will be the key issues or the key platform points that each of the major parties will want it to be fought on? Well, as I said, we don't know the exact day, but it is imminent. And anyway, everyone is in a campaign mode now, so uh, there's uh, only going to be a marginal difference between what we're going through at the moment and what we'll be going through when the election is called. In terms of the key issues, the government wants to campaign, of course, on its budget, but on the question of economic management more generally, on defence and national security, while the opposition wants to get across the message that the government doesn't have plans for the future, that it's just trying to buy this election, it's completely focused on the here and now, and also Labor wants to focus on the criticism that we've been hearing over the recent months, running into years now, really, of Scott Morrison and people's obvious disenchantment with the Prime Minister, which has been coming through in the polls. And I guess as a counter to that, the Coalition is saying, well, Anthony Albanese is an unknown quantity. All right. And in the meantime, we wait for uh, Scott Morrison to go and visit the Governor-General. Well, that's right. It'll, It'll soon be a case of all those cameras lined up outside the gates of Government House. (laughs) Yes, we know it well. Waiting, waiting, waiting for the car to arrive. Michelle, thanks so much for your time. Terrific to talk to you as always. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com.